today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We've talked many times on this show about the resurgence of vinyl. Uh, even there, There's even a local uh, pressing plant here in, I, I believe it's in Burlington, that, uh, you know, bought some old stuff from wherever and, and you know, has small minimal contracts that uh, keep them in business uh, doing the odd one-offs here and there for bands and so on and so forth. I, I guess with um, with vinyl making and resurgence, why not the cassette? Let's bring in uh, let's bring in Eric Alp, uh, Eric Alper, publicist, music commentator. He is with us now. Eric, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, always great to talk to you. So, without any format, exactly. Just a matter of time since vinyl had a resurgence that the cassette would. Did you see this coming? I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I'll tell you what I did see, though. In my mail, there is a, a new a Toronto-based band called Paradoxical Problems. They sent me their new album on a cassette, complete with a cassette player, and the cassette was glued to the Walkman, so I couldn't take it out, which, you know, very cool. The album was great, but that's when I realized that, oh, this just isn't a micro format for music anymore this is turning into a real kitschy item that you know there's a couple of uh, of really big albums that came out um last year that are only on cassette and with the help of stores like american eagle and some other kind of cool hipster clothing stores across Canada that they're selling not only vinyl record, but they're selling a great deal of cassettes as well. Uh, is it easier for vinyl, uh, just the process, uh, compared to uh, cassette? I mean, you still need a player. Yeah, you know, vinyl sales last year grew just about 12% in North America. They sold just under 10 million copies combined, while, vinyl, while, while cassette sales reached about 20% uptick. Um, they sold, they went from about 99,000 cassette sales to about 120,000. It's not just the format. I, I think because there's a lot more homes that have a record player, and certainly there's a lot more places that have vinyl for sale, whether it's a used record store or whether it's a cool hip indie shop. Cassette seems to be one of these items that they don't stock them at Walmart as much as they do CDs, but they're still out there. And I think as a gift, they seem to be one of those throwback um, formats that I don't know if it's going to catch on because as much as I don't want to tell people how to consume their music, cassettes weren't always the best way to consume <laughs> music. You know? Well, I'm kind of surprised about this, Eric, um, because to me, the attraction of the cassette was the mixtape. I wouldn't I, I never ever went out and bought an album on cassette. However, I would buy an album on vinyl and then record a, a really nice recording of it and put it on a Maxell tape or a mixtape or what have what, ha, what have you. But I, I didn't see yeah. the attraction in buying the product in cassette form. I mean, are we missing the mark here? I mean what was really attractive was the the ability to mix it all together, no? Your playlist. Yeah, and, and, and it was also, you know, one of the first times that you could actually take music with you. Because back in the late yeah. 70s, you only had your vinyl records and your record player that was pretty limited mobile to what you could, um, to where you can listen to it. Yeah. Unless that you were, you know, a multimillionaire and had a record player in your car. Um, and, you know, then you had the 8-track cassette player that happened in the mid-70s that yeah. didn't take off whatsoever. But once the Walkman came along in the 80s, that explosion.
exploded everything in terms of the music format. And people were buying it because it was a lot cheaper um, when you bought a cassette for $9.99 than when you were buying a $28 CD. Even if the sound quality was really good, it was just about how how you were able to consume music and for the first time you can take it with you it's funny that you bring up the mixtape though because you know my daughter's 16 now she actually makes mixtapes but she doesn't do it on cassette she does it on spotify yeah and sends that you know playlist on over to people when i showed her a cassette tape she would just she was just like why would you ever want to do that yeah yeah, it's as fun. It's as funny as trying to explain a turntable to your kid that's never seen one before. So, um, will are we going to see like all of a sudden a, a pile of new players being uh, released? Because again, yeah. once you know, in order for vinyl, you need a record player or a turntable, and that's certainly what we've seen happen. Even those that can plug into your computer. Are we going to see the same thing here? Yeah, I think that you're going to see a little bit more stores these days start to carry cassette players. Um, they're a little bit harder to find. There's not a lot of manufacturers that actually make And they're a bit more complicated than a turntable. Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, when you want to buy a cassette player, even online, they're kind of importing them from Japan and China, um, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's just not that you can walk into, you know, most department stores and, and get a couple of uh, different lines of record players that are available. But what's interesting, though, is that when you take a look at the top 10 cassette um, sales for last year, it's almost line by line exactly what the top 10 vinyl releases are. You're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, Michael Jackson's Thriller, Abbey Road by The Beatles, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, and Purple Wayne by Prince. So you end up with still the really popular albums, but I think it's going to take a little bit more time, if at all, for the cassettes to actually start making their mark overtaking anything. I'm not sure that, you know, that although that we're talking about it, I, I think it's a really cool format that maybe won't die, but I don't know if it's going to be the really successful popular as it was even 20 years ago. Again, unless there's a mixtape element, in other words, we can record our own, but like you said, you can do that with your playlist. Um, I mean, it's just a, it's an analog version of your playlist, really. Yeah, and, and you know, you brought up um, in the beginning of the segment that there's a new vinyl pressing plant that's uh, yeah. just around your area. And there's a couple of them that, that's popping up in, in Canada. Um, the problem with that is that vinyl is still really expensive. You know, the cost to make one copy of it ranges from 10 to $15. And that's where you, you're seeing the high price of like $39 or $45 in the record stores. Cassettes, though, you can still make for a dollar. Yeah. And you can walk into any... Um, you know, duplication plant or store. There's a couple of them that's in Toronto that they don't have a minimum whatsoever. You want a cassette tape done of your new album? There's no on-site setting up fee. You can have a hundred different cassettes or different, uh, you know, a hundred copies of the same album um, that you make in your hands within an hour using high-speed dubbing. With vinyl records, though, there's so many different parts and components Mm. that go into the mastering of it and creating the master recording of it. It gets to be a real expensive process, even if you're an indie band. So what are they playing these on? Old machines? 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, there, I know um, it, there, there's a couple of duplication shops that's in Toronto that sell cassette players, and none of them are new. They're all they're all old boom boxes yeah. that we used to carry <laughs> that have the AM and FM radio that you can pick up CHML and tape this very conversation yeah. right off the radio if you wanted to. Um, uh, there's still Sony Walkman that are available, but for the most part, though, if you're looking for a new player, you've got to go online on like a Walmart or Best Buy because nobody's even stocking them in stores. All right. I remember when the whole vinyl craze started. Um, again, it was, oh, it's the warmth sound. It, it doesn't sound as sterile as analog uh, or as digital. It, 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 meanwhile, you know, that's just turntable rumble. That's distortion in my mind. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, is there any advantage to the cassette? Because, boy, we still hear that hiss. That's what Dolby was all about. Is, are people listening to this for the, for the quality of the sound? I hope not, because that means that we're all going to be hearing impaired or already. We're going backwards. We're going backwards, absolutely. You know, there's nothing warm or clear about a cassette player. <laughs> um, and I say this with the best of intentions, that it always sounded to me like you were listening in a, in, with an, uh, of an album in a farmer's silo. Like, yeah. it just seems so compressed. And it was only that when you got to marvel what the CD actually sounded like on half-decent speakers is when you said, oh, that I maybe I'm going to pay another twenty dollars per album for this kind of sound. Now that this this you know music streaming services are really popular, um, and we're just waiting for that tipping point to have streaming services on your cable bill like Netflix to so even you know have more of a popularity with it. Um, with cassettes, it doesn't sound so different than listening to music on your really crappy, you know, computer speakers that most of us have at work. So there's not much of a difference there, but I think the audiophile wouldn't even go that route and say, you know, oh, well, there's some stuff to had, you know, when it comes to cassette players. I think if you're an audiophile, you're just staying far, far away from cassettes anyway. Are there still audiophiles out there? It seems yeah, that, you know, that kids are going back to smaller speakers. They don't care. Yeah, you know, for for the most part, I think that the the peak of the audio file for the teenage group is pretty much vinyl records and maybe buying a hundred dollar or two hundred dollar um, uh, record player. I think for the adults that are you know forty and up that have a basic income and they have a job and they've already bought their sports car and probably going through their second divorce, maybe <laughs> um, you know they've got a little bit more money and they've already developed their man cave in their house. I think for the most part, those are people who still want high resolution audio files that are like 780 kilobytes in relation to an MP3 that's about 144 kilobytes. So what that means is that you can really hear the difference in bass, in drum. It sounds like the lead singer is playing and singing right beside you. That's more expensive. You can still get, you know, if a subscription to a normal music streaming service is about 10 bucks a month, there's high-res audio ones that are, Roughly about forty to sixty dollars a month, but the sound quality is pretty astounding when you think about it. Hmm. Uh, what about new cassettes? Will they sound better than the old cassettes, or is it just our our ear is so matured now that nothing's going to sound better? Yeah. Nothing's going to yeah. sound good compared to digital. Yeah, you know, on, on the digital side of it, it sounds probably a little bit better. But I think that people that would fight me on that would say, "No, it sounds a lot better." I, I don't know about that. You know, there's always hearing tests that are in the media every so often where they get a couple of audio files together and they play a cassette and a CD and a vinyl record and a remastered vinyl record. And when it really comes down to it, only the very handful of us 
can actually tell the difference in sound quality when you get really down to it. Even with the mastering process from having a band in the studio and immediately taping it on a computer and immediately then going to the mastering process of a cassette, there's still only a maximum amount of, of, of like megahertz right. that you can get onto a cassette. And it's not very good, but, you know... I think just for convenience, too, I still think it's really kind of cool to be able to walk around, you know, with a cassette player. The only problem is that and we never really thought about it this way, too, that every 40 minutes you kind of have to flip open and yep. rummage through your purse or through your bag looking for your next cassette. Also, uh, they were hard on batteries, too, if you had, like, a Walkman yeah. and stuff because it's, it's driving a motor as well as the sound, right? Yeah, and, and quite frankly, you know, other than maybe the battery that's, that's in your... Um, you know, maybe your your fire alarm or in your controller on yeah. your TV. I don't think I have a single battery in my house. <laughs> exactly. <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> like good point. So walking, like, does anybody have a D cell battery? But maybe that's the new Walkman, though, uh, Eric. The new Walkman is just like your uh, phone. You just plug it in, it charges up, and off you go. I mean, if they combine the two technologies, who knows what you're going to get? There is actual um, cassette players that are connecting to your phone that you have a cord that plugs into your phone, you plug the cassette into your cassette player in your car, and it enables you to play whatever cassette that you want to. So I am sure that whatever modern device that you have, there's always going to be a place for your cassette player to play into. Um, And in fact, there's even record players now that have a cassette module attached to it, Hmm. so you can tape the record that you're playing onto a cassette tape. I don't know why people would do that, but I guess that, you know, where most cassettes are 45 minutes, you can still get cassette blank cassette tapes now that are almost two hours long. So you can actually have two or three different albums on that one side of a cassette player. So do you think the cassette craze will be as big as the vinyl craze? No, no. But I'm I'm happy to come on every week and talk about it. Now, what's next then, uh, Eric? Is it the CD? I mean, um, you know, no. when you think about it, it was the, I think, didn't, wasn't the CD format the shortest? It, it lasted the least amount of time out of all of them? Yeah, out of all of them. The, the, the CD started to become really, really popular around 1985, 86, 87, and only really lasted about 15 years, which, you know, for a format compared to vinyl or cassettes, that's mm. not really a long time. But no, I, I think... Especially considering it was so superior. And so expensive. Yeah. Like when you think about it, it was a real expensive idea yeah. to make people pay $35 for a release that you might have had a cassette player and the old vinyl record. No, I think what it's going to be is it's going to be the uh, jukebox. I think mm. everybody's going to spend $12,000 hooking up that jukebox to the trunk of your car and you're going to be driving around with a bunch of quarters. <laughs> I'm only kidding. The milk crate is coming back, Eric. The, the milk, milk crate, crate is coming back. No, I, I think we're going to see music streaming services for a long, long time, especially now that most of these services and radio station ownerships are now getting pretty big into the podcasting era. Um, I think that you're just going to see music as streamed and not being able to own anything is going to be the wave of the future. We've already seen it with this current generation of 8- to 15-year-olds who don't want to buy anything, and they certainly don't want to own anything, and they're very used to the subscription process by now. See, so cassettes perfect for them because remember when everybody was stealing, you know, cassettes. It's killing yeah. the music industry. Cassettes are killing the music industry. Nobody's buying it anymore. They're just taping their friends. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, 
it, it, it's always good to have those different formats for those people who want it, um, especially for indie bands who you know might want to add something else kind of cool to their merch table than spend two dollars manufacturing a cassette and selling it for five dollars. By, because you know they, there's probably more of a chance that you can sell a cassette at a lower price on your merch table than try to sell a CD to a generation that doesn't even have CD players in their cars. Eric Alper has been with us, music publicist and commentator. Eric, as always, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Hey, great. Thanks for having me, man. We'll All right. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.